are not millennials. We are matured. Brought up on collaboration as an art form, delivered as value. Merry Christmas, Steve. Merry Christmas. It's it's not the same the second time round, is it? <laughs> no, it's not. Oh, we were just talking for 20 minutes about all the things in life. We were finally getting to the bits and the nitty-gritty of the podcast. And then we saw that we were not recording. Now, let's be fair, okay? You looked over my shoulder and I saw you looking at the screen behind me and I saw the look of horror on your face and then at that point I remember that I hadn't pressed record my bad anyway Merry Christmas Steve Merry Christmas Moraine it doesn't feel like yeah it's not the same thing as the second time anyway 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 anyway. well the point is we do this we improvise these a little bit we obviously have our new trusty whiteboard (laughs) <laughs> yes, is, we do. Uh, yes, which is cool because that keeps us centered. Uh, and generally, we uh, we then improvise around where we're going with this stuff. Mm-hmm. So, of course, yes. Hashtag screwed up. Okay. Hashtag screwed up. Yep. Twice in December. Ooh. <gasps> oh. Okay. 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 So we were talking for the second time. If only I could remember the question. So you were talking about Microsoft building a new data center in Belgium. Yes, you did. And then I talked about. Why? And then you talked. <laughs> and then you said something about Max Verstappen winning the Formula One, and, and we kind of get hung yeah, up on that one. We did, yeah, we did all of that. But, and dear listeners, let's not bore you with all these things that would have happened, could have happened, should have happened. Merry Christmas to you all. Absolutely, guys. Thank you for spending your time with us this year. Mm-hmm. And what we wanted to do was to kind of open some presents and think about what the year has been like and all the really cool things that we've not had time to play with Mm -hmm. and uh and then work out where this is going to go so it's a bit of a a kind of a present and we've chosen some presents each and what we're going to do is talk about them and one of the presents we're going to deal with is actually of course a rare drink a special christmas edition whiskey thank you pete thank you pete yes big pete um, so we're going to kind of uh, have a play with that a little bit later on. Mm-hmm. So we've chosen some subjects that we think are worthy of a gift. Yes. That's what we've done. We wrapped them up nicely. Yep. Put some sprinkles on top of them, some fairy mm. dust. Fairy dust. And uh, that was something else we talked about. Yes. It was funny the first time round as well, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, people miss so much. They did, all, as usual. All the usual banter that you get when we first start recording the first 10 minutes of just idiots talking to each other and explaining <laughs> how their week has been, all the crazy stuff that has happened in the, in the world. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, we was. Oh, so well. we, and So seeing as we can't have a party anywhere else, we decided we'd have a party here tonight. Yes, first right. Christmas party of the year. Absolutely, and yeah. probably the last. The no. last in real person. The other ones will all be virtual. Yes, virtual I even got a question come. from one of my customers asking me if it would be possible to do uh, host a karaoke event on Teams. That's 
weird because I got asked the same question about 10 days ago. <laughs> so, what's the answer? My, so, my first yeah. present for this year is... <laughs> <laughs> no, my answer was... Well, we could do that because you can now just uh, like loop your sound into your your. Uh, if you're presenting something, you can also loop your sound from your computer in. But that means that every person needs to have the song on their computer and start singing on the song that they've got in their computer, and then they can broadcast it out to everyone, and everyone can hear it, the singing with the music. But of, yeah, that's not going to do wonders for the quality, of course. And it's gone. It's not going to be the same. But no. But I guess what you could do is, uh, I think this is a new Spotify idea. They need to be able to do synchronized Spotification. So yeah, the, yeah. So they can actually start it all at the same time. And of course, you've got things like Netflix and stuff, which are now doing these party modes. So they actually do align, you know, the movie that you're watching together from all over the world. So they make really? sure there's all. Have you not seen that? No. Oh, Netflix party mode, yeah. So you can basically all uh, have a, watch a, a movie and then basically make sure the frames are all watching so you're all talking about the same thing. Hi, daughter. Hello. That's my best present I've had today. My daughter's back from England in university. And she's now wrapping up my present. Oh, no, she's got the bank card. She's spending money. She's only been in the house <laughs> she's for She's buying hours. your present. Yeah, I know. She's cool. buying your presents. She's buying my presents. With I your wish. credit card. <laughs> but that's a good call. You could you do karaoke. So you could bring up Spotify in a separate window. You could mm. share your window. Mm. And Spotify has the lyrics. Yep. And you could play it so that everybody gets to see it. It's only whether there's a delay or not. Yeah, I... I Think you it's gonna to, you can't do go pretty well. Choir. I mean, look what it's like when two people talk at the same time. Mm. But it sounds like it's going to be fun trying. Yes. So yeah, we we definitely need to test it out. Yeah. Yeah. Karaoke. But mm -hmm. now I I got asked about it and I kind of went, oh, that would be a good idea, and then I moved on. I think I never really got into <laughs> thinking about karaoke via MS Teams. So let me just check the roadmap. No, it's not in the roadmap. Oh, too bad. Okay. <laughs> All right. Maybe next year. Maybe next year. So what six subjects, what six presents then do we want to talk about that we think is worthy of a reminder about what we've had in the past and what Microsoft have done this year? Mm -hmm. uh, and we're not going to go nuts because one of the things we talked about earlier was how bloody much there is stuff coming out exactly. on a weekly, weekly basis. Exactly. I was picking up on... Uh, I went through the, um, please tell me, the roadmap earlier. Yeah. Mm. And I was looking at uh, Viva and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And the whole page was just, this is December. And you went yeah. back a page and this is all November. And there's yeah. like 12 new releases just on one subject in one month. It was, it was ridiculous. Anyway, here's what I chose. I wanted to talk about stream. I wanted mm -hmm. to talk about compliance. And I wanted to talk about knowledge management or content architecture. Okay, okay, okay. So and those you, are definitely things that we've talked about before. So Yeah, we have. We always it's do. It's good. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a party, isn't it? It's a bit of a, a kind of uh, yeah. what gifts we've had. Well, me being the simpleton of the two of us. So I <laughs> chose uh, adoption, Microsoft lists, and forms. You were pragmatic. The pragmatic Belgian. Mm, maybe. Maybe. Maybe, maybe you that don't was like the being case. the pragmatic Belgian. I do. I also like to be kind of the easygoing underdog that 
I don't know. You played the role very well. <laughs> I've been trying and rehearsing so long, so yeah. No, my friend, no. you're you're a wonderful, caring person. That's what comes out of it. Thank you. So choose one. Let me. I was going to choose knowledge management. That was yes. the one that I was working on when you looked over my shoulder and realized we weren't recording. Mm-hmm. So why did I want to do knowledge management? Well, I wanted to to actually talk about content types because I'm nuts about content types. I always have been about that yeah. the whole architecture stuff, and you're always doing things like that. Because you can never understand why content types are so important. No, 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 no. I know why content types are so important. I've been, I've been in the SharePoint game for more than ten years now. Um, I, I, I love content types. I'm just not happy with the way Microsoft is treating content types in the last few years. Do you know that you they've got a brand new way of applying content types to libraries? They do. They do, and and you don't know about it. No. I happened to find out about it yesterday morning. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. Okay. I I was creating a library and putting a content type in. Then a big yellow bar appeared across the content type page in the settings that said, Microsoft have now got a new way of creating content types. And and I read it and I went, nah, that's not right. And I read it and I went, no, that's not right. And then eventually I can, well, okay, they're telling me to, to go look at this. If you now go to the add a column... You know, on yeah. the view, yeah, yeah, yeah. at the bottom of the page, you'll see content types. And you click on content type, and it opens a brand new panel that says, what content type do you want to have on this site? Okay. So if you've published a content type from the content type hub, it doesn't appear on everybody's site anymore. No, I know. And I've had that problem the last couple of weeks. Now I know why, because it's now underneath that drop-down menu. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. And so, because what I'd been doing was waiting 24 hours, then it appears in the list. Well, is it 24 hour or is it a week? Because uh, no, I well, know that content type publishing used to be like once a week. And uh, I, I was recently, like this week, dealing with some issues for a customer around that content type hub not publishing any updates on the content types. Well, I honestly think if they've stopped pushing it, you now pull it. Okay. So you basically say, I want to pull that content type into the library. Um, so, yes, yeah, so there's new content types and the way that they're dealing with those content types, which makes it quite smart. I like it, actually. Okay. I've just got to get understand the implications. And, of course, when I put content types in a library, I am suffering a little today. When I put content types in a library, I kind of want to get rid of the non-content types I'm not going to use yeah, so the yeah, document goes. Yeah. So you have to go in and do that. But anyway, so... Uh, knowledge management around this and of course we have viva um and all that kind of stuff the stuff that's come out this year i was trying to work out what it was called before it became viva and the name went syntax thank you very much yes no was it syntax because syntax was the one in sharepoint oh yeah yeah it was well that was it doesn't matter yeah yeah. it's christmas we're drunk and we've been tasting whiskey that's our excuse (laughs) so the viva magic has arrived that's what i've decided has happened in these last few months it's it's been around for a while, but if you look at what new functionalities arrived on Viva, mm-hmm. it actually is getting there. And I'm, I don't know how many people are really using it because of the costing model. Okay, well, um, they actually just brought it down a notch. I think I think you're going to find it's going to be it's going to the pricing is going to disappear. I hope so because be there integrated. are so many cool features in there that I feel not a lot of people are using. No, but what I'm really excited about this is I love knowledge management, okay? Yep. I love the idea of presenting stuff 
to people. All right. Mm-hmm. So, and we've got so many cool things. So, for example, you get the hins- the inside homepage now, the new homepage, which I know you're going to talk about a little yep. bit later on. You get all the insight stuff about where it's going to your text in your email and mm-hmm. it's pulling out and saying, hey, you said this to this person. Is this a task or have you done this? You know, I just love this magic. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've got the insight homepage, this task from emails. I love those. And it's going to start getting further now. So um, content types, term store. This month, you can now use your term store to suggest topics. So, oh yeah, based on yeah. And we knew this was coming a yeah, year yeah, ago, yeah. but of course we were ahead of the game telling people about it then. Um, but uh, so basically, that means that uh, as you tag onto uh, from a, a, an enterprise term set, and then you get grow and grow and grow, then you're you're good to go. Do you know All there's right. a limitation on how many terms you can import from the spreadsheet? Yeah, it's like 5,000 or something. Is that stupid, isn't it? Because yeah. I had 55,000 items in a term set, and I was trying to work out why it wouldn't do install. And I had to go back into that wonderful PowerShell and yeah. uh, find a way of doing yeah. it. But the new PMP import feature mm-hmm. for it really works well, except it keeps timing out. So you end up having to keep redoing it and redoing oh, it to God. get it all done. Okay. So it took me about 10 days to actually get all 50,000 items in there. Okay. Um, it would have been quicker to have built a... A connector, I'm sure, but I decided to go with the term set in the end. Of but anyway, so these terms will now start to create topics, which is really, really cool. And bookmarks, so bookmarks yep. that you have for search mm-hmm. can now become tags on cards and pages. So cool, yeah. So yeah. you you can find the topic cards because based upon search, picking up the bookmarks. AI is now being linked to these topics, so it's actually putting the AI mix in. There is just so many really, really, really cool things uh, coming around this on knowledge management. And it's all ranged about content types, including the ability now to exclude certain content from topics based upon sensitivity label or content type. Oh, that's brilliant. And sensitivity label. So, you know, we've always been concerned about this content going onto a topic that maybe you don't really want people to know about. Well, mm-hmm. now you can actually start to exclude it based upon that content type again. Yeah. So the content okay. types really are starting to become quite cool. And you're getting a lot of AI stuff. Um, yeah, that's it really. Oh, and there's one more thing as well that I did pick up today. Um, that they're now also going to be able to exclude topics based on the label um, as well as the content type in the site. I've just said that, haven't I? Yes. Kind that's of. Fine. But I was talking yeah. about sites and content types. Yeah, but yeah. actually sensitivity labels, so you can say... Don't include top secret content inside my topics, please, because I don't want the people knowing about it. Yeah, which, which kind of makes sense because <coughs> if you want to automatically surface information, you also want to automatically hide certain kinds yeah. of information. So it's a gift, all of this new functionality, but... It's an expensive one. It's an expensive <laughs> one, yeah. but I also think it's complicated now. It's it's You know, you used to be able to kind of do a... A content architecture, yeah, we'll have a homepage, we'll have a number of hub sites, we'll connect these sites into the hub sites, mm-hmm. we'll do some content types for the hubs and roll them down to all the sites below, mm-hmm. and then I can do the metadata for this, and we can put a simple security model on there. So that baseline structure, this baseline is becoming a really key thing, that baseline yeah. governance. If you think the layers of searching and sharing and ability on top of that, but now if you also add these topics on that are starting to become a reality then you really do need to think about what that architecture is going to be and how that yeah. knowledge management is going to work out. 
Yeah, because this really brings out a whole new dimension. You've got your site architecture, but now you also need your content management architecture, your knowledge management architecture yeah. next to that as well. Yeah, uh, And you need to know what that strategy is going to be and about what, what you need to True. be. That would be cool. Yeah. So that was my first gift, knowledge knowledge management or content architecture. I think that there's a lot of really cool things coming around the corner. Microsoft are focusing on it again, which is great. Um, yes, no more uh, shiny stuff, but like real down-to-earth, nitty-gritty, let's make this stuff work content management. Brilliant, things. I like that. Yes. Let's make this stuff work content management. I'm going to write that yeah. down while you open the next present. All right, cool. So... My first present will be adoption. So, of course, when COVID happened, we all needed to adopt new tools very, very fast. And, of course, Teams was the biggest one uh, that we all suddenly needed to uh, be using. Um, and that was actually a big success for a whole lot of companies, even if they only rolled out Teams and Meetings. Uh, meetings and, and, and calling and chat um, but that was a big success and what I think has been a big contributor to that success is the way how Microsoft did the work around the adoption of tools like this so there was this um, certification that you could get like this uh, Teams um, I don't, don't remember what you it have got the qualification I do have that and you can't remember what it is uh, no no. Pisshead. No, probably. Oh, no, that's yes. the whiskey qualification. No. Sorry, yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. I actually saw the new, the new Certified Adoption Specialist. Yes, exactly. That's the one. Yes. I actually saw the new South Park uh, episode where they do like post-COVID uh, stuff. So it, it's all 40 years in the future and now we finally beat COVID. And <laughs> one of the guys, one of the little children actually is now a uh, work from home uh, independent uh, doctor in whiskey consultancy. That <laughs> <laughs> was really funny. It was really funny. Yes. So in whiskey yeah. consultancy, uh, it's not quite twat. I was just wondering whether that was. <laughs> that just thought a South Park been too too clever oh, here. Yeah, uh, might be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So yeah. I I think definitely uh, the, the whole adoption part was a really big contributor of the success of how it was all being used. I mean, we could have gone to Zoom. We could have gone to one of the 100 other technologies, but so many organizations opted for uh, for Teams. Um, so I definitely, the uh, for this year, we saw the adoption.microsoft.com site really grow in size. Bunch of material on there around how to roll out OneDrive, how to roll out Teams, but also all the other applications that they have. They had uh, the lookbook uh, for SharePoint really growing in size. That's true, actually. Yeah. Um, have, making it so much more easy to to drive uh, new things into your organization. That's actually, if you think about it, just that, that little piece of work, it, it was pretty amazing that you could... It started off by just being a view of the sites, didn't it? Yeah. And then it moved on to the point where you could kind of, a bit like Harry Potter, become part of the page and your site was literally lifted off the page and created yeah. um and and now of course that's turned into templates mm -hmm. uh, in, a, in a real sense of the word yeah 
So that is a little strategy. We were talking about how amazing Microsoft have been delivering all of these things and mm -hmm. how there's literally too many things to happen. But that's a yeah. kind of just microcosm about how they've logically took one thing and then worked its way along to the point now where we have team templates, which I wish they'd stop forcing on you. But um, <laughs> you know. Yes, well, you can turn those off. But the, other still, th yeah. the other thing about adoption I find interesting is that um, they didn't reinvent anything. They just remarketed it and they made it smart and cool. They made it smart and cool and easy to start from an end user perspective. If you just set up a new, a whole new tenant, you just go to your uh, SharePoint start, uh, your your Office 365 start page, which mm -hmm. they now just revamped as well. It is so easy these days in comparison to five, six years ago to actually go and do your work. Agreed. Everything is just there. And they made it smart. They put some AI onto it so that on that start page, you can actually see what's going around, uh, what's going on around you. Have you moved subject now? No, no, no. We're just talking about adoption. Oh, okay. Because it's all about the easiness of people um, adopting all this technology and starting to work with this technology. Yeah, I like the new start page, kind of. But I still can't get used to the idea of what I go to most, which is SharePoint. And mm -hmm. that's not an office app, so it's not sitting there on the on the front like it used to be. Yeah. But I guess ultimately that will become more and more customizable so you can put on there what you want. Can I tell you a little secret? Go on then. I don't think I've went to SharePoint in the last five or six weeks. Terrible. I've only been working on Teams because Teams is just that good also for documents. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. No. It is. Not. It is. It's not. You can. You now have your columns on there. You've got your views on there. You can do so many cool things. You've got your column formatting and your view formatting. You, so, so many cool things. You can do great cool things in that one library associated with that team, yes. Yeah. If you're trying to add multiple libraries... Then you have a problem. No, well, well, it's not impossible, but no, the, the exactly. solution they've put in where they allow you to add a cloud service mm -hmm. into the same library doesn't quite work. But that's okay. So no. what I've been doing is I've been saying to people, um, and this is the Mockaway, yeah? So we, you've got mm -hmm. Mocker on this list yes, too. Yes, yes. So the Mockaway is that MS Teams is about collaboration around your team, that subject, and your first layer of content you need to deal with. Yeah. And then you simply go to SharePoint using the three dots and the tab mm -hmm. when you want to get into associated content that's not primarily around that channel or that mm -hmm. team. And then you get access to all your libraries that you need to so you can separate that content off. Can I tell you another secret? God, yes. Go on then. That's going to change. <laughs> I hope for the better. Um... I've saw I've seen the first version I'm not really sure. Now I can I can talk about the new feature because it's on the roadmap. Um so they're actually gonna bring a Dropbox selection oh, I feature. Saw it. So yes. you can actually go to other libraries on the site or on associated sites. Um now then I read this. I, I, we must have been looking through the the roadmap this morning. We might we have. Must have been, no, the messages on the admin. Yeah. It was on the yeah, admin yeah, yeah, messages. Yeah. Yes. 
That's right. And um, it's basically going to give you the default site and then a drop-down box. Yes. And then that makes sense because the way they do it at the moment where you have to put a link into it, yeah. if you then synchronize it, you end up synchronizing six libraries down to your yeah. OneDrive sync mm-hmm. and screw everything up. So, yes, that is going to change, and that yeah. looks quite promising. Yes. It does look quite promising. Yes. Because when you try and put them in the navigation across the top. Yeah. So here's, here's a question for you. Oh, and, and I know we're going di- we're diversing. And I know that, you know, you're a team. For once. We never do I that. Know, so let's for so once So please forgive divert. us, folks. Just this one time. Um, is MS Teams trying to do too much? Is it trying to get you to everything? And at what point is it going to just go, okay, we tried too hard. Let's backtrack and simplify it and ease it off because it's trying to give you everything that you want to do all the new really cool stuff collaboration chat get to your content talk about it meetings fifa yeah everything all all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. and now it's also trying to kind of replace sharepoint or get you access to the information so you don't have to go to sharepoint and i just kind of think it's a little too much there are one navigation two navigation three navigation four navigations now Mm-hmm. five navigations if you include all the buttons across the bottom so there are five navigation bars there's probably 10 actually but i just can't think mm-hmm. of the top of my head so there's going to be more navigation on that space than there is content <laughs> <laughs> that's why you need those nifty cool new 4k screens those n- exactly. nifty new those 50 new new 50 yeah the, those those ones uh-huh. there the, yeah the ones that you just bought yeah yes those, yeah mm-hmm. um Fair dues. Actually, there's some logic behind that because Microsoft always tend to design for the forthcoming tech. Yeah, exactly. But, 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 but really, is, is Teams trying to do too much? Uh, yes. Is it successful at it? I think so, yes. I think it's trying to do a lot and it's trying to be that, that one tool that you need to go to and that you don't need to go to anything else. The one tool to rule them all. Exactly. I think it's doing it pretty well for... Like 60 to 80% of your work. My problem I've got right now is that my left rail navigation in Teams, I've been pinning so many applications yes, on that. I have the same that problem. It's, it's just full. And that's why I have, my, I have Teams on my monitor, which is now portrait rather than landscape. Yeah, that's actually a good idea. Yeah, but I've, I've got too many things on there. I've got my activity, chat, meetings, calendar, files, Viva this, Viva so that, can I connections. Just point out then that I am right. Uh, kind of, but it, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not a, a problem. It's, it's not, not a problem. Why is it not a problem? Okay, so when will it become a problem then? Because it feels like it's going to become a problem soon. That's all. I'm going to give you the same answer as I gave my girlfriend about going to the Collapse <laughs> Summit and the COVID situation. The answer is, I think it's manageable. You think it's manageable? I think it's manageable. I think it is at the moment. With the right kind of adoption and the right mindset of the administrators not wanting to push too many things on there. And I do think Microsoft needs to, um, as they say, pull their head of their ass and really renegotiate that left rail navigation bit. So I really think that they need to optimize that because they're getting too many things on there but 
I actually think we're Dear back Jeff. to... No. Yes, that's true. Okay. Dear Jeff, for definite. Um, but I actually think it's about the governance of your organization and you decide what you're going to use for what. And I think that being in Teams all the time is wrong. I think that being mm -hmm. in SharePoint all the time is wrong. Mm -hmm. I think being in Outlook all the time is wrong. Mm -hmm. But I think you just need to choose the right tool for the right job. Like Yammer, all right? Yeah. I mean, you, where is Yammer going to fit into all of this? It kind of... Is that a fourth app? Uh, I, I don't know. because You understand what I'm trying to say here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I also do love the dynamics of them building this MS Teams app. Thank you, Jeff. Where you are able to kind of layer this stuff together. Maybe Loop mm -hmm. is the answer, of course. Maybe the fact that you can kind of bring this content into multiple layers so mm -hmm. that you don't actually have to change the layer to get to the content because it will appear inside the layer. I don't know. The problem is that how the hell do you deal with adoption when this is getting so complex? So, yes, adoption has been brilliant. Mm -hmm. I don't, or I don't disagree with that. Um, and yes, you got certified, but you've been certified for a long time. Certifiable, anyway. <laughs> um, and and I, yes. yes, and I never get, yep. I never do these certificates. Mm -hmm. So I do, I do get understand the value. But I think with adoption, just to finish this area off, I think what Microsoft did, and I started off by saying they did a really good job of repackaging this because. Mm -hmm. Everything that used to be there worked if you could be bothered to do it. Prosky and Adcar and all yep. that kind of stuff. And it's all still based on that. All right. But what they've done is they've added some logic around it um, and uh, basically made it look smart by simplifying some of the messages. I happened to download one of the presentations this morning for something else. And I kind of went through it very briefly and thought, yeah, still makes sense. So yep. I agree with you. Mm -hmm. no, absolutely. So what's coming next in adoption? Really good question. Mocha version two needs to we, get yeah, we settled got, in. Yeah, we got our new Mocha uh, thing because I think I still think that that is a, a very valid question that I get from a lot of my customers. Like, what tool do I use for for what? Like, for example, my current project where I'm handling change and adoption, they've got this really distinct question now. Okay, when do I use Teams and when do I use SharePoint? For what will I use new set up new teams and where will I create SharePoint sites? And that's what I've just said. You need to have that story written, and I have yes. that story written. Yeah. It's one of the first things I do, not just for Teams and SharePoint, but you know where we're going, what you're doing, how are you going to do that? So yeah. I tell people get out of Teams if you want to do document mm -hmm. management. Get into the SharePoint site to do your <laughs> document management. If you're collaborating, go back to Teams. Yeah. Well, it's it's a difficult story, of course, because people just want to have one solution. And I think that there's a lot of work left at Microsoft in order to make a clearer distinction between when do I want to use Teams, when do I want to use SharePoint, and also when do I create a team and when do I create a channel with all the new functionalities around shared channels, for example, uh, going to appear. Um, when do I create channels? When do I create a team? The point is that everybody is so different in terms of the way the organizations run and work. Mm -hmm. You need that flexibility, but you also do need to make sure you tell people what they need to do and when. Anyway, that's adoption. Yes, yes. Do you want to have a closing remark on adoption or are we done? It's good. All right, neat, neat, neat. All right. I like that one there. I think I'm going to do that one because I like the red paper with the stripes mm. around it and those beautiful bows on it. Yeah. So I'm going to pick up on compliance. 
This is so huge. It it's is compliant. The compliance is that the the equivalent of the ugly Christmas sweater. The ugly Christmas sweater. Compliance is the ugly Christmas sweater. Why it's is like, it? It's like a, it's it's a bit nerdy. It's a bit wrong. You need one because it's cold. But it's it's nerdy. I can see that this is going to be the description for this podcast. Compliance is like your unwanted Christmas sweater. No, it's not unwanted. I mean, it's just like for the last few years, there's there's this trend about for yeah, Christmas, Christmas, you need to day, wear like yeah. one of those ugly Christmas sweaters that are really becoming very cool. I mean, your daughter just had a really cool Deadpool one. Yeah. Um, I know Microsoft is bringing out ones around uh, Windows uh, and stuff like that for a few years now. Oh, They've got I, a really... I've not seen one. When am I going to get one of those? Mm, they they sold out pretty fast. Wow, didn't they? I, I really want to get one, but I, I know um, uh, Kevin, uh, uh, Kevin O'Donnell uh, yeah, got one. Yeah. Um, to go with this Cotswold whiskey exactly yep um, so that's yeah alright it's cool but um, I, I notice also that people are now starting to get Lego characters so I've just seen uh, Lisa's got the one for a genie um, okay yeah so they've got the precision genie for their software solution that people should check out because that looks really really cool and I saw that um, Kevin has also got a a little Lego character. So I've decided that for 2022, our new business venture is Lego personas. <laughs> so when you need the persona, you can get them made in Lego and okay. then you can circulate them around the yeah. corner and everybody yeah. can have the persona that they are and then they know what services they need to use. John, the sales guy, Mike, the director. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 There's okay. some logic in here, actually, isn't there? I can feel my next adoption workshop being all about your Lego. Lego personas. Oh, boy. Okay. <clears throat> anyway. Right. Compliance. So yes. why compliance? So as you say, you're right. It was, it was that nerdy sweater that everybody liked to have, but nobody really wanted as such. Mm-hmm. Um, but they wore it just for one day to say they'd, they'd wore it. And compliance was always something that we need that we need to do, and it and it was the black art for many many years. Mm-hmm. But the changes in the it last still is for a bunch of organizations and people. It is, um, no doubt it is. But um, it's it's done a, a, a number of things. So compliance start off with was just for SharePoint. Mm-hmm. It was just around content. But in the last eighteen months, um, it's actually now across the whole of the Microsoft three sixty five platform. It's actually across all of your Azure data. And now it's across all of your external data that connects into Azure as well. What? So you can actually apply the same labels to your content sitting on your SQL box, on your Oracle box. I honestly don't know whether you can do it on those, but yeah. on those, okay. there's connectors being built to, so you can do that. So compliance cool. is the tool that used to be just there to do some smart stuff and protect your data is now protecting... Uh, a lot of things there. There's this thing called uh, insider risk management now. So it's using AI to be able to sit there and go, hey, look, based upon what I now know about people using these datas, these are things that you need to kind of yeah. deal with. Um, it is it is an, an extra license, though. Um, That's kind of a, the, the, the bad thing around, but it is, it is a pretty cool thing. Let, let's just be realistic about licenses here for a minute. 
Mm-hmm. There is super cool shit coming out all over the place. And Microsoft have to get some money back from it somehow. You can't just keep charging everybody 23 euros for an E3 license or, you know, and then not, you know. And then they're learning from their That's mistakes. True. People That's are expecting true. more. Yeah. Um, but uh, reality is that a lot of what I'm about to talk about now, because it's got the word auto in front of it, is Oh, that expensive. sounds expensive. Yeah. Well, AI is chargeable by the flop. Not, they don't call it a flop, do they? How do they charge <laughs> AI? Yeah. But anyway, that's how supercomputers that's work. That's like the sound of my cake falling to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Anyway, so anyway. Um, so conversation context, which I call conversation context now. So not mm. only can you get compliance on the documents that I'm reading, but also associated chats that was around that. So when you're doing e-discovery and you're going, did you really mean to steal that document? No, it was a complete accident. But then why did you leave this message to your wife or whatever you're in that meeting to say, I'll get that document for you? So they're mm-hmm. actually now linking all of that stuff together, which is dead, dead cool. Uh, auto, auto, everywhere, all right? To the point where it will now do cloud attachments. This month, you can do cloud attachments and it will automatically compile it based upon um, the attachment to the email, uh, which site it came from and what label the emails got on and all that stuff. So it will auto classify no end of stuff, of course, which then applies the policies that you want to apply to it. Um, so there's a bunch of stuff wow. around there. Okay. Um, you can, policies are now, they've got this thing called adaptive policies. Mm-hmm. Incredibly complex. All right, but mainly because of, of the variables on it. So you can say, um, yes, this policy uh, to stop this, comf- this content being whatevered, all right, is fine. But if you're a member of HR then the policy will be different because you're actually allowed to see and share okay. that content. And so that you can have sense, an adaptive actually. policy based upon location, the sites you're connected to, uh, the content type that the stuff is on there, Ooh. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, uh, and also the, you get the adaptive retention as well. So it actually says, yeah, well, this is HR data and the retention for this is not 10 years, but it's actually six months beyond when this person leaves the company. Okay. So, so, so there's just a whole bunch of, of really, really cool stuff coming out. And compliance, if I was trying to describe this beautiful gift I've got, um, it's more in depth in terms of sort of, I can't read my own writing here, um, but the compliance and the reporting. Uh, reporting. Oh, reporting. 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 Do you know that everything is now actually tracked and obtainable through a single reporting location in Compliance Center. Okay. So So that's not the audit log anymore. It is the audit log. Okay. But it's literally doing everything. So the list is so long, they give you a search bar to find out what you want to actually audit and and check. (laughs) But it will tell you whether anybody opened up the approval on the MS Teams Mm. approval and then whether they clicked it or just walked away from it and they'll okay it'll even tell you whether they looked at an image that is actually the image on the corner of the site so you can and then you've got a bunch of tools to break that down and, and oh, bring geez. it into play okay which is neat and then finally uh, the probably ultimate uh request for compliance is the ability to stick sensitivity labels on pdf files and apply the appropriate rules All and that's right. coming out um fairly early in the new year so I gave you a, br- a brain Blurp. dump of stuff, yeah, yeah on yep. compliance. Mm-hmm. But it may well be the ugly, nerdy Christmas jumper 
But it's also tying this stuff all together. And, you know, every company needs this and wants this. And it's about whether they're going to take on board and and invest and commit themselves to those kinds of timetables. But also compliance is one of those topics that is really a life on its own, that it's really a sport on its own, where you really need people that understand all this stuff to come in into your organization and to handle these things and to set it all up. Yeah, and it links in so many things like Intune and, and all yeah. that kind of stuff. You've got to have a really good understanding of where you're at security-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yes, it's very complex. It's very big. Um, and I cannot be a knowledge management compliance officer. There's just too much information in there to be able to just keep it all in my head and make sensible decisions. Yeah. I, I totally get that. Yeah, it's it's a lot. So back to pragmatism. Oh, boy. My next present, the one with fairy dust on it. The one with fairy dust yes. on it. Yes. Yes. The one where I really hope that has socks and a beanie. Socks and a beanie, I like. It's lists. Yeah, I saw Mark Cashman uh, handing out in uh, Las Vegas on the M365 conference. I saw him handing out uh, beanies and, and socks with the Microsoft Lists uh, logo on it. I really want one of those. I've got my SharePoint socks. I've got my OneDrive socks, but I haven't got MS List socks. So I, I really Dear want Jeff. those. Dear Jeff, please send me some socks. We want a beanie. I like the beanie idea with lists on. Yeah, but it ruins your hair, so I can imagine you no, don't wear a beanie. True. That's true. It's true. And I, to be to be honest, I do have a really nice beanie uh, that I got at Collapse Summit from. And this the, this wonderful company that does the yeah the, those those guys yeah. So it's uh, interesting oh how some God. of these marketing exercises simply do not work. No, it's got the name of the company written in big all over it. But now you I, remember it's a beanie, uh, but you don't remember the name of the company. It's a blue one. It's a blue beanie. What color is the the, uh, the name of the company? White. White. Oh. Is it Sonos or scro- Scrotum no, or no, something? No, no, Scrotum. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think I will walk around with a beanie that says Scrotum on it? No, no, no. Anyway, okay, back to lists. Yes. Shiny, shiny, yes. shiny lists. Yes. I do think you would walk around with a beanie on your head with scrotum written across it. Oh, God. Oh, God. Go on. Shiny, shiny okay, list. Okay, shiny, shiny list. Uh, lists really became huge this year. Um, when, we, when we first heard about people taking lists kind of out of SharePoint and into its own application, I was very scared because... Why would you want to do that? I mean, that that just makes no sense at all. But then it kind of did and it kind of does. And now I can create my personal list and I can create my shared list. Yes, they're still stored on SharePoint and in my own OneDrive. And, and it's it just works and it's so cool. And we've seen so many new things appearing this year. I mean, I've, I've done a bit of, of, of sessions at SharePoint Saturdays around formatting, for example, like the column formatting and row formatting, but that just grew so much. Now you can set values based on formatting. If you click on a button, it changes the value of, 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 of something. You can do like headers and footers. You can just create all or change all those things 
you can set rules if you don't want to bother with Power Automate because to be honest, who wants to bother with Power Automate? Power Automate users? Uh, maybe, yeah. Okay. How many of those do you know? Uh, I know a lot of nerds. Uh, okay, okay, okay. So, but it it's it is just so that cool, and and they're gonna bring out some really cool stuff in the new year as well. Like for example, they're really gonna add some more Excel-like features uh, on there. So for example, that sticky first column. If you scroll to the side uh, with all the other columns, you would like have your first column stick uh, yeah. to the left. That is something that they talked about a for long over time a ago. year yes, now, but it's, did, yes. it's apparently it's now coming finally, and then we all have to applaud. Yay! Oh, I saw it in operation idea. the other day, funny enough, so yeah. it must be on the advanced release or something. Might be, yeah. Mm. But there, there are so many, so many cool uh, things coming. Like, for example, read-only fields. I mean, yes. this is just brilliant. That is something that we need. God, how often did I want to do that? I think I remember when I first hit the bank. So five, six years ago, we'd actually had a we had a third-party app that allowed you to do permissions on columns. Yeah. So that you could do things. So it's, it has been something we've been after for a while. Oh, yeah. I've been doing that in SharePoint 2010 and 2013 with JavaScript and jQuery yeah. and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, it was always pretty cumbersome in order to do that. But now it should be it should become really, really easy. Uh, same thing with sharing uh, these lists um, and all the templates that you've got in them uh, right now. So you can create your own template, share them in the company, things like that. So, so, so very cool. And it's just very practical. Let's hit your other one at the same time and bring these two together a little bit. Yeah. <clears throat> because Forms was also uh, on your gift yes. box. Yes, and And it just, Forms just happens. You know, it's just yeah. there. It does its stuff. It does it very well. Yes. But if you bring these two together, which I can see happening in the future, that the ability to do that interactive front-endy kind of stuff on the data, mm-hmm. and then the ability to have that back-end power of the list, I think mm-hmm. is a really great combination. Yeah. And I know that you can get forms now to write directly into lists and stuff. Or if, if you yeah, can't with a, with do it, a little I read ultimate, something somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but it's really about Microsoft's data entry point isn't it all of this stuff yeah so we have documents which we know they do very well they've been doing it very well for a long time then you have lists because a lot of things you have to deal with is just pure data mm-hmm. exactly yeah and and in the case of forms you just want to ask people questions and you want to get some data back like for example when should we have the next christmas party but also like real uh line of business data that people need to write down or that you might get from some kind of system and yep. you want to record that somewhere and that might be an excel file that might be a list and um yeah it's it's just it's getting there uh, but forms is an interesting one so those lists for that matter so where do you put lists and forms in your adoption or your communications program? Do you wait till you roll out Teams or do you wait till you roll out SharePoint or do you include them in the governance of Teams or do you have their own separate governance? I, I have them as separate applications. Like oh, we, I always, we already I talked about forms being so dead easy that if you just explain it for 10 minutes, everybody will automatically get how it works and and why you want to do that and its functionality yeah and yeah and and it 
people can just start using it right from the get-go lists might be a little more difficult because you need to talk about creating columns and what kind of data you want to put in the columns but as we already said in the beginning of the podcast Microsoft is making it so damn easy to do that and to make those choices and it's also like formatting those those things like drop downs with those pills and those colored bars it is just there as a setting and you can yeah. just turn it all on and it just all it it looks all great it looks like it's made now in the 2021s instead of microsoft always being five years behind with their technology it's one of the big changes isn't it and i think that we talked about this earlier about the fact there is so much stuff coming out of it we only choose six subjects we're going to move on to the last one in a minute or two which is a good one to finish on because i think it's a huge change that microsoft have identified and mm-hmm. made in the last year um but just these these simple things like what used to be a list which was very powerful if you knew sharepoint and you yeah. could use it for so many things um but now of course they've they've upped that game by a factor of 10 um well when when we were in sharepoint 2013 we had lists all over the place we had a task list we had a contact list we yeah. had a whatever kind of list and we all had these templates as well that we were using. And then we all went to Office 365 and all those templates were gone. Yeah. And our task list was going into to-do and, and planner, and which is awesome, brilliant. Uh, but then yeah, that list functionality kind of got hollowed out. It did. But now for the last year, we've really seen a big rise, a big pull of functionality in those lists with those templates that they're bringing back in that now we list is back on the menu as one of the options where should i store things when well you the things you used to store in excel you now stick in lists yeah but for example well we we had that same thing 10 years ago when i was giving training in 2013 i was telling people why would you put that in an excel you could also put that in a list now for example i had a question um on my youtube uh channel um for uh, a person that said i can't find the uh, channel calendar in teams I was like, mm, why is that oh it's a private channel okay you can't do a, a channel calendar there okay cool well how would you solve it and my immediate thought was why don't you create a list with a calendar view on top of it? Yep, and that might already solve your issue. And especially as you can do individual permissioning on it and, and list permissions. Yeah, exactly. No, I agree. I think it's an incredibly powerful tool, but it always yep. was. And when you look at some of these things we've been talking about, like lists, perfect example, we could not have had the lists we know now unless Microsoft took us through the pain of going from classic lists and libraries to modern lists and libraries and pages we had to go through that pain and then the speed of development since then is amazing it's just too much for my little brain yes definitely too much and uh so uh, you know so i think lists have got a lot of future Mm -hmm. uh it'll be interesting especially the integration of video now as well i think or sorry the integration of video in the future i think will be a will be of value to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's not forget ever that lists is still an extension of an object in a library. So you, the same functionality you have on lists, you can just use it as an extension to an object uh, and therefore 
kind of build all kinds of stuff yep. um, as it moves forward. All right, good. Um, I want to finish off with mine, which is why I threw in forms rather than mm-hmm. finishing off with mm-hmm. forms at the end. Because I think the probably number one biggest change, I guess, well, no, the number one biggest change is stream for SharePoint. Yeah. Absolutely and I think gift. that change will be very visible in 2020. Uh, I think so too. I was looking at some of the things that are on there. So let's just do what we did with everything else and just take a look at this. So new stream has been out uh, 18 months or so. They've been making noise about it. I think, well, I think it was September. Might be. Yes, of, of, at Ignite. It was they, Ignite. Yeah. Um, so, uh, uh, and what it was going to be. Uh, it's video as a document. So all the same stuff you can do with the document, you can do with the video where you will be able to. So all the great things of the old stream, like variable streaming, you know, if I'm watching it on 4K, it frames it for 4K. If I'm mm-hmm. on a mobile, yeah. all of that is still there, of course. But of course, the codecs have changed over the years, so it's mm-hmm. got better and bigger and all that kind of stuff. The fact that you can have enterprise upload, so anybody can upload a video if they want. Not that everybody ever does, because the video no, content not. never kind of really took off the way that expected to. And the auto transcript, of course, was just the leading edge and the ability to search for text and all those kind of stuff. Mm. And typically, just like we talked about lists and modernizing that, we had to lose some of this functionality so that we could move forward with stream as it's as it's going to be. Exactly. And yeah. We're just getting to the point now that year fifteen months on from the first announcements where this stuff is starting to to pull out. And and just to name a few of the things coming out in the next few months. So this high concept of video as a document, it works, and you can put your video into the library. Um, obviously, you can then uh, use the file viewer to be able to view that. There's going to be new web parts coming out. They're due any month now. Um, and then we've got yeah, because, transcription. Because, to be honest, back. that web part for SharePoint is not that great. It's not bad. It does, the it job. does what it needs to do. It does the job. But if I but you throw display it on a 4K screen and it doesn't do its stuff. Yeah. The way that the new one's mm-hmm. going to do. But the new one's imminent. So mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so that new player is is any day now. Uh we're still waiting for editing. But yeah. um Med- Microsoft said, Yeah, we'll have a new editing web part, it'll come out in August and September and it might come out in October and now I noticed it's disappeared off the off the uh the roadmap. And what it they've did. done okay. smart as always, smart company. They've broken all the editing functionalities down and they're introducing them in, in smaller, one by one. iterative, yeah. because mm-hmm. the t-shirt size was too big. Oh, yeah. um, that's where the problem was. Yep. So, for example, web part editing will come, uh, but before then, you're going to have uh, transcript editing. You're yep. going to have the ability to put comments inside the video. So yep. As the video is playing, boom, the comment will appear in the video. Mm-hmm. You're going to be able to do chapters so you can break it down into oh, yeah. smaller cool sections. Well. Yeah. Um, there's the new stream homepage that's been available since August. In fact, if you know where to find it, yeah, it so, was one of those hidden pages. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so that's going to be pretty neat. So it, it's it's not it was never really hidden. They just never advertised it. No, um, that's well, it, yeah, it's 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 not showing up. Yep. So and the migration of uh, old stream to new stream stuff is now um, about to be released. Okay. Uh, and that will basically just take, point it at the old video, point it where the new location is going to be and it'll do the old translation. Mm-hmm. And stream for me, I think is one of those, it's going to be one of those things where a lot of investments been made in it yeah. and it'll never really be 
you know what microsoft expect it to be it's never gonna be youtube for the organization the thing is though youtube is never is not an organizational tool it's designed for entertainment purposes and marketing and advertising so i think the the real problem that you have is video is not really an organizational tool so what is video going to add value to training yes mm -hmm. uh, communications yes mm -hmm. but Video is not going to change the way you make something or the way you sell something internally or the way you... It's just not going to replace a document. You're not going to set... Uh, it's, create a video to describe the minutes of what happened at the meeting. It's the same thing like SharePoint Spaces. Uh, yes. It's a really cool way to show some kind of content. But what's the driver behind it? Where's the question? And as you say, for training, for marketing, for communications, it's it's brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely. But what are the other use cases? I, I had a touch of this at the weekend because I launched the, the, the latest podcast this weekend, mm -hmm. just gone, because we're ahead of ourselves because of delays and things. And, for once. And Yay. Christmas. Yeah, it is nice. Um, and um, I actually put a transcript on the last podcast we released. I don't know whether you saw it or not. I did not. But it's apparently supposed to help with um, uh, things like uh, search and all that kind of stuff. Okay. And it just, it told you to go a particular application to go and look at it. Okay. So I went, oh, new application to play with. It's called Describe, I think, or something like that. Okay. But what it does, so I, I put into that podcast, and you know our conversations. We mm -hmm. never dead straight. You say, um, such a lot. And, and Really? Yeah, apparently you do, because you can see it spelt out. But then you can... Edit the text, and it will edit the sound. So you what? say, yeah, yeah. You literally take the um and you delete it, and it then rearranges the sound and edits the sound for you. So all of those erms disappear. Oh my it, god! It was freaking truly amazing, and apparently that it does it for awesome. video too. I haven't good looked at the video. Wow. Stuff. Okay. Now that's so all why my I'm, swear words are all gone now. Potentially, you could identify them. Yes, but uh, your name does get spelt. M-O-R-O-N. Because <laughs> I'm not quite sure whether that's, uh, and, uh, you know, telling the, the future or not. But yes, whenever we say the, the word moraine, this does spell it like moron. Okay. Um, but you can change it back. Okay. <laughs> so that was okay. okay, and I did. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I was playing around with it more than anything else. But the, this technology is amazing. Okay. So let's assume that I now have an MS Teams video recording of a meeting mm -hmm. that nobody ever looks at. Because nobody has the time. If I didn't have time to go to the first meeting, when yeah. am I going to have time to spend an hour to catch up on the other meetings that I didn't well, have time what to? What you might want to do, and what, I, what I've heard people doing as well, is actually listen to the recording at two speed, two times the speed. But so that instead of sitting there for an hour, you can just get through it with half an hour. Or even better and that's where those uh transcribe because transcriptions come in you can just search for when they would start talking about your topic and just listen to that part where they describe your topic and then just get rid of all the rest i agree but my fairy dust my pixie dust mm -hmm. is actually going why can't it edit that down and just give basically look at my agenda and automatically Give me a shortened, sensible video. If this Viva that, Knowledge Management 3.0. Yes, exactly. So uh, this stuff I was looking at earlier, the fact that it could do what it did and realign everything, why could it not 
you know, how far away are we from being able to create a five-minute synopsis of an half-an-hour meeting? Because actually, Microsoft's already doing that with documents. Like Correct. this is this is your short Pretty, yes. description of your document. So I think Stream mm. has been positioned to be dead smart. I honestly think it'll be cool. And if I think about Insights, which is was also going to be on my list, mm-hmm. and I was thinking, imagine taking Insights and that intelligence. I did mention it earlier on the knowledge management about you've said this in the email. It's not far off by saying, you know, looking at your face and how serious you were, then that's an important point. So we'll cut and paste that video in and we'll give you edit, set of shots and away you go. So I think stream, we're now at the full managed video experience or we will be within, within some time. And I think it's now a, a platform to actually start to break it into the mainstream of all the other documents and things that we create. That's what I think it'll go to. Well, my main question around stream is, will I be able to use it to host my karaoke at the Christmas party? And uh, at this point in time, that is the jury is still out. Okay, okay, okay. Do you know we've been speaking for an hour? Already? Oh, God. We haven't even mentioned Pete yet. An hour without whiskey. Oh, geez. I know. Okay. I was. This was a really cool idea. We don't. Yep. We very rarely do this. We know there are other podcasts that kind of go through all the latest and greatest stuff. Yeah. But I just thought it it's was a good easy. opportunity. Yeah. It's too easy. That's true. But I think it was a good opportunity to apply our style onto, you know, what we we thought were the presents we've had this year and true. and the presents to come. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think you did the the. the Easy bits. You did the ladybird uh-huh. class, and I did uh-huh. the the. <laughs> sorry, uh-huh. my friend. No, that's okay. That's okay. This is what I get into. I get into the deep, deep diving stuff, yep. and you actually deliver the service. So, and also you know. somebody had to work all day, didn't have the time to start scribbling around on the whiteboard. So, what time did Ow. you turn your computer on this morning? Because we don't want I, to compare no, no, it to what no, time I've, I turn yeah, mine on. Yeah, no, I've got my. This, I have my first meeting at eight thirty. Okay, that's good news. Eight thirty. What's my first meeting? That's yeah. all right. I'd done two and a half hours work by then. Oh, I, I I did an hours of work by then as well, but that was my first meeting. Yeah. Okay, so you didn't turn the computer until the meeting came up. No, 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 no. I just said I had my first meeting I, at eight thirty. Okay. I love you to bits. I know we all work hard. Yes. It's just that exactly. I wanted to. Uh, do, you drove. Mm. I did this while you was driving over here. That's that when is I did true. That. I was actually enjoying a fantastic, fabulous, out of this world, Davidoff vintage of two thousand <laughs> cigar, and it was majestic. Now I've got something else to say as well. Okay. These these whiskey tasting things of ours are becoming a bit too surreal and too long. Okay. I sat listening to it on the mix down on Saturday and it was cool, but, but you know we were sitting there going, "Oh man, that just smelled gorgeous," you know. And I'm thinking that our our re listeners mm, might don't need not. To worry about that. No. So okay, okay. Okay. Let's try and keep it to the point and see sure. what happens. Sure. Sure. Right. Are you going to pour or are you going to read? Are you going to read? Uh, yes, I'm going to read. You're going to do the pour. So we are having uh, a Christmas edition. We are having the Douglas Lang's Big Pete Christmas edition of this year. And this this is awesome. I mean, we, we've done, we talked about Douglas Lang as an independent bottler uh, before as well. Uh, so they, uh, every year they do a Christmas edition. Um, th- that might be a little too much. Yes, thank you. Given the fact that this is an, uh, 
a natural cask strength one as well uh, 52.8% it's a blend but it's not just a blend it's a blend of Artbic, Bomor, Kalila and Port Allen all Isla distilleries all Isla distilleries that we freaking love and so they just it's it's like the best of all worlds i mean they just put the best whiskey from the best distilleries into one bottle into one bottle so how can this go wrong so oh, it they, can go wrong they have a really a really cool text on the back as well yes on the night before christmas our feisty i-league fisherman big pete himself embarks on a one-man mission to hand deliver his special festive bottling sprinkling a little malt magic into homes all over the world smothered in smoke and coated in coal this remarkable marriage of single cask single malts only from isla is packed with earthy leathery ashy charm balanced between uh, balanced by a wonderfully warming sweetness mm. So it, it, I was basically looking for a Christmas whiskey for us to, to taste tonight. And there, there's two came up. One was the uh, Paul John Christmas edition. And uh, and the other one was Big Pete here. So I found my local store. So if you're anywhere here in just outside Belgium, there's a place called The Flavor Shop. And they have a great whiskey collection as well as all of the other high-end stuff as, as cool. Actually, I went past there a week ago and their lunch special was a whiskey salad. So oh, it was boy. actually a chicken and whiskey salad. So I nearly pulled in, but I was busy. But yeah, oh, so okay. they do, you know, so one of these really cool and nice stores. And as you mm. say, Douglas Lang, we've tasted a few before. It was part of our odyssey on our Whiskey at Ease channel. Yeah. So we, we did the, uh, from the Tobin Mori, Ladeig. They did yep. a Ladeig version. And then, oh no, it wasn't. I just lied about that. But let's ignore that for mm. now. And then uh, the Big Pete one here, but we also did the Epicurean. Yes. A few exactly. months ago. Yeah. And the Epicurean, we weren't so interested by that one. It wasn't that amazing. As a bottler, this is not Morgan, uh, Morgan and McPhail. Not Morgan no. and McPhail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, McPhail yeah, and... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not them. Those guys. It's a no, different layer. It's okay. But, you know, now we've got this in the glass, this is actually quite a nice nose. Exactly, because earlier on we were sm- uh, smelling the, the bottle and the cork. And that uh, really brought out a lot of uh, lemony, sour notes. Yeah. So now in the glass, it's got more warmth. You really get that peaty sea air uh, in it. The description is really quite cool. It says it's some wet pebbles and ozone as well as salty sea spray. Exactly. Yeah. And then it talks about sauerkraut, which is where the sourness comes in, of course. And then golden syrup. I do get that syrupy sweetness in here. It's not not the uh, bourbon-y kind of sweetness. The thing I kind of hate about this nose is that it reminds me of that wee beastie nose a little bit. Wow, well, that and would make I, sense. I, I, just, I just don't like that one. But this has got that, but with some more... Not really complexity, not really warmth. It is something else. It, it, it's not, yeah, it's that. Um, it's got a comfort to it. The nose has is, is got a comfort to it. And exactly. I think I'm, I'm now talking to the glass again, as I always do. So I think the, the, we talked about this sort of um, lemon, this cooked lemony kind of, mm-hmm. this mellow yellow lemony. Mellow nose. yellow. And that's, that is there. Yeah. 
But it, it actually levels the whole thing out. It stops it being too sharp. Mm-hmm. It also that that, that exactly it stops, it stops exactly. the, the sauerkraut sourness coming through too much. True. I think it's very pleasant. It's definitely Christmassy. Yes. Yes. Without it's my kind cinnamon of, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's my it? kind of pixie dust. Yeah. <laughs> Go on, taste it, bro. And while he's doing that, it's peated, which means it's a very light. Uh, yellow amber color and you know it doesn't have that complexity so you're chewing that still what do you think boom we talked about peppercorns mm. before now we're taking a full mouthful i'm fairly sure that's probably yeah making that's, your teeth it's ring. very 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 peppery um of course very peaty as well i don't i don't see any ppm uh, number on that but i i'm guessing it's very high um yeah very peppery I really dig the taste of this. Oh, and there's the ash. I was thinking about the peppery because it was actually, yeah. it's actually, it's quite harsh, but without killing you. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is, and it's, it's almost if that pe- pepper is kind of going ding, 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 as it lands on different parts of your, your tongue. But yeah. It, does, it is very nice. Um, it reminds me a little bit of the 10.1. The uh, Octomore. The Octomore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, just a little yes. bit, but without, but without the kind of in-your-faceness. Yes. Um, it says it's supposed to be pretty oily. Um, I, I do get the ashy smoke. Um, Definitely, yeah, ash on the, on the aftertaste. Yeah. And then that hint of sweetness at the end, which is apricots, which I actually got on the nose at the beginning. I didn't get it at the end. Is it, though? Because I, I, I do get... That sweetness in the end. Yeah, yeah. But and it's long. It's a really oh, nice yeah. long finish. Yeah. No, it's it's yeah. It's it's definitely got all the ingredients to make me a very happy boy. I think so too. Yeah. I mean, I think that's one of the conversions that we really think we wanted to add this year is our love of blended whiskies. I think um, the first couple of years we would have gone no single malt, single malt, single malts. But Big I think over snobs the years, that we snobs, are. yes. But I think that's changed. That's a good idea. While while uh, Moraine is just experimenting with a bit of water, mm-hmm. I have to say this is probably the best label I've ever seen on any whiskey bottle. Yeah, I'll have a truck. That would be great, just to drop a water in because I think it'll make it. Uh... Thank you very much. So the the um, it's got a cartoon kind of figure of. Uh, of Big Pete, Pete here yeah. on his on his sledge going to deliver the whiskey. But I think uh, if you've seen the Big Pete in the pubs, then you can get some idea of uh, of what it's coming like. Mm-hmm. So that's neat. All right. Water. I hope it's not going to kill the pepper. No, it's not. It's bringing <laughs> out the pepper so much more. Wow. Ooh, tinglys on all well, sides. Well, all I know is it brings out more of those apricots mm. and fruits on the nose. Yes, yes, yes. No doubt about that. You Actually, don't. Better. You don't have that wee beastie anymore. No. On the nose, it's it's maturing. It's it's growing. Yeah. It's it's becoming warmer. So we got that that warm fruit coming out more. But then on the taste, it really brings out all the whistles and bell on the peppers. No, I don't get that's funny, isn't it? Oh no, no there it is. It just come oh. eventually. It slows it down a bit. Okay. That is great. Yeah. Oh, that, yes. And then it it's, bites you on the side of the tongue. This is a, a really interesting whiskey. 
I mean, uh, I'm fairly sure Marine's just told you, but it's actually, you know, the Ardbeg from Beaumont, from Coral Isla, and Port Ellen. So the Port Ellen actually must be quite an old. Yeah, because they whiskey. closed uh, down that distillery quite a few years ago. They're rebuilding so. it, aren't they? Uh, yeah, they I, might I be. Yeah. I think I read somebody that okay. uh, uh, they're, they're kind of trying to recreate the same. Yeah, space. sure. Why not? I mean, yeah. Well, that was worth an experiment. I only bought it because it said Christmas um, and uh, just to bring to this party. Okay. But that was well worth it. It is. Yeah. I can see the level on that bottle disappearing very fast. I don't know about that, but we'll see. Well, we, we also tasted the um, Toy Tok. Uh, the Bunnehaven. The Bunnehaven. The Bunnehaven, yes, earlier. Yeah. And they're very different. They are. This one yes. is a kick in the balls compared to that uh, Toy Tok or whatever, Toklik or whatever you call mm-hmm. it. Which um, is the peated Bona yeah. uh, that they do. Because normally Bonahaven is, is unpeated. It's yeah. the only unpeated... A whiskey that they are building or distilling in in on Isla, uh, but they do have a, a, a peated version as well, which is brilliant, warm and huggy and cuddly and Behave makes yourself, you which is the different whiskey oh. we're talking about. Mm. I like this Big Pete, as you say. I think it's uh, this is this is it, cool. I think Big Pete is the right name for it, it is, because yes, it's perfect. like one of those big friends that you've got that just gives you one of those bear hugs like <laughs> yes. that's big pete nice yeah. so if you get chance to see this folks or if you get chance to buy it it's not overly expensive it's a relatively cheap whiskey okay it's kind of a 60 euro 55 pound bottle of whiskey okay and i think you get a lot more than that in the taste mm-hmm. definitely get yeah. that so uh so if you like petered whiskey guys sven Look out for it. I'm sure you'll enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one or two others. Yeah. That is pretty neat. Exactly. If you like a kick in the balls, get if you a like big a kick in the balls, get big Pete yes. to give it to you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. Well, there we go. That was uh, the Office 365 Distilled Christmas Party Podcast. Yeah. And I think we did quite a lot in we, our still running podcast. One hour and 20 minutes. Okay. <laughs> Wow. Okay. It doesn't matter. So, it was a good, I think there's a huge amount of information come out, even exactly. if it's just a reminder yeah. for people. That's all we wanted to do really was to kind of help you remember all of the new things that we've seen coming out in some yeah. of the key areas that, that we thought were important. Uh, we, we said that I forgot to press record earlier. And one of the things that was in that missing piece was how difficult it is to keep up with all of these things. Yes. You were speaking to people at, in Germany when you was there last week mm-hmm. about, about exactly this. How yep. do you keep up with all of these changes? You can't. No. I think you need to choose your speciality. Like, for example, compliance. I think there's definitely enough work just in the compliance business to do your nine to five, four or five days a week. Yeah, but maybe that's not the way forward. So as an alternative... I, I basically say find out what your company's requirements are, your customers' requirements, mm-hmm. on the basis that you think 60% of the people listening to is a consultant. Mm-hmm. But, um, and then step back and go, you know, fine, thank you very much, but I really now need to go and talk to my Microsoft contacts, talk to my partners, uh, and find out what the best solutions are or how we're going to move this forward. 
Yeah. Um, because, as you say, it's uh, kind of difficult to, to keep up with it all. Um, it also, one of the really, really nice things about this, though, is that when you do talk about stream, for example, then you're able to sort of say, and when you go down the stream route, you've got these and these and these and these features coming around the corner, which will add even more value to what you do with the launch. And the adoption program is, of course, needed to be able to sort of say that change is consistent and constant uh, and constant growth and constant features. So, yeah, I, I think that taking a step back, working out how to do compliance and put it into the right program after you've rolled out your SharePoint sites or at least do the labels before you roll out SharePoint and then add the... Uh, retention or the I'm gonna cut later. you short here. Yes, yes, you're right. Good idea. You're you're mumbling on. I'm not mumbling on. This is good, solid consultant advice. It is good, advice. solid, exactly free advice. But it is time to wrap up. We've only been going for an hour and twenty minutes. Come exactly. on, it's time to wrap we up. We make know this the longest podcast ever. I know ever. people are listening to us while they're driving to, from one Christmas party to the <laughs> next one. But it's time to wrap up. It's time to say goodbye. Uh, this is go probably going to be the last uh, for this year. It will be. Yeah. So we wish you a happy 2022. Now who's rabbiting? <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, thanks for sticking with us the whole year. Uh, thanks for being one of our valuable listeners. Thanks for providing us with valuable feedback. <laughs> At least one of you did so that's awesome um, actually to be honest guys thank you for all the non-feedback you give us because that means we can just get on and do whatever we exactly. think is right yes except no, uh, yeah we, we don't get people like saying oh, you should lose the whiskey content no it's just like just do whatever it's no, all good I, I was speaking to somebody the other day and they said you know I always turn it off at the whiskey bit and I go that's fine you know enjoy that's okay. it but you should go to the end because there's always the good bit after the whiskey bit. Aha, the one golden nugget that we provide yes. you. Yes. yes. Okay, so with that, happy Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. That's how you say it. And uh, we'll see you and talk to you in 2022. Maths is not your forte, <laughs> no. really, is it? Oh, God. Wow. <laughs> All right, Big guys. Beard is kicking me in the balls. That's okay. So, okay. Sai Steve, uh, Moraine, on, uh, Moraine Summers on Twitter, uh, wishing you all the best for the season's greetings. And we'll make sure this gets released before Christmas. So, maybe you're listening to this before your family, your time, and uh, your celebrations. And we wish you the absolute best. Bye from me. Bye from me. <laughs> not millennials. We are matured. Steve may be more than Maren. Maturing the business like whiskey in a barrel. <laughs> <laughs>